Welcome to Love Always Self, a podcast about connection to self, reflections of self, and how this impacts our reality. We're all about trying to find balance, discovering tools for spiritual wellness, and creating a safe place to have loving conversations about a broad range of topics. I'm Carissa, an energy healer with a background in Reiki, nursing, health coaching, and personal training. I have a holistic mindset and believe that everyone and everything can work together in harmony so that we can create more balanced life experiences. And I'm Shira, a spiritual intuitive and explorer of personal truth with a background in management and finance. I feel we are all connected and guided by our own spiritual team, whom I refer to as Mount Glass, and I want to help teach you how to connect with yours. We believe we're all connected, and by learning to love self, we will elevate the collective consciousness and learn to create deeper connections with each other, self, and source. As we grow and learn through our own life adventures and self-discoveries, we hope you gain insights into your own truth. Don't forget to subscribe to stay notified of new content, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey, hey, welcome to Love Always Self. I'm Shira. Hi, y'all. I'm Carista, and thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Love Always Self. If you are a new listener, welcome, and thank you so much for joining us. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Well, today we're going to touch on something that keeps coming into my awareness, uh, and that is related to healing or just experiencing ancestral trauma. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like a lot of receiving of information related to this has just been a bit intense lately. Um, So I want to kind of um, start by maybe suggesting how that works, because when I say something like that, I feel like maybe sometimes that can be a little confusing. Um, So yeah, I think help us understand what ancestral trauma is. Yeah. So what I've been receiving And when I say receiving, this is me referencing Mount Glass, right? Just, you know, masters, teachers, guys, loved ones, angels, self and source. Um, The way that they communicate can be very much like they'll bring it into my awareness and the physical uh, as like I get a notification on my phone that somebody just launched a video and it's about ancestral trauma or somebody I'm talking to just brings it up. Or they say something about, I don't know, you know, I know my ancestors went through something like this. And I'm like, what? How did that happen? Right. Or, you know, maybe, uh, you know, I was having a conversation with my dad. Thanks, Ted. Um, and and he brought it up and I was like, what is happening right now? Right. So like. And so you've actually been getting these repeated messages of looking into ancestral trauma for like right. the last week or so. Yeah. It's and it's like intense pretty much daily. It sounds like, yeah, it's been intense. And, um, so I, I have, I was having an experience, right. Where, uh, you know, a little bit of a depression period, you know, um, mine don't usually last very long, uh, a day or two at the most, you know, but I I was feeling pretty sad. Uh, I was having these moments of like, despite all those around me that love me. And I know that, you know, I was still feeling like I wasn't good enough. And I heard it loud and clearly in my head, right? And when I say here, I'm not talking about audible. I'm talking about the thought that pops in as strong as humanly possible, but has a slightly different tone than your own, right? So mm-hmm. please check out some of our previous episodes where we cover some of that. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, and it was, this might be coming from 
something other than you, right? In the sense of this information, this information, or the the feeling, or yeah, okay, okay, the feeling of not feeling like I'm good enough, you know. And so I was, I just sat with it, and and I was like, okay, clearly you're bringing up ancestral trauma. What exactly is it that you're trying to tell me, right? And then I just mm-hmm. continued to get more repeated messages about it. So I was like, okay, we got to figure this out. Um, so ancestral trauma, you asked me that question. What is it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in my experience so far, what I understand is that you have a lot of, you know, ancestors and those ancestors might've had uh, their own traumas and, you know, then from the next, you know, uh, generation and they had their traumas and the next generation had their traumas. And what we may be discovering is that that kind of energy or emotions and memory is tied into that, even in our physical presence today. So example, you know, that they're trying probably already succeeded. Uh, and they're, I haven't Googled this. So I don't know, but like, you know, there's computers that they're trying to make to use DNA to store memory because DNA mm. stores way more memory than any computer else out there. Right. So if you think about that and you think about that, our body is made up of DNA of those that have come before us. Um, now you're talking about memory stored in your body from those that came before you now add emotion to that memory right and what does emotion do emotion usually impacts your energetic field right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so everything's made up of energy now you've got energy emotion and dna memory well that's a lot (laughs) that's a lot and that is all still stored within us so how does that impact you imagine this is also fascinating right (laughs) I mean I'm really blowing my mind here (laughs) (laughs) I mean this is something that I you know was like sitting here just kind of like receiving this information like huh that is fascinating that is really fascinating and if I have ancestors that might have felt in their lifetimes that they weren't good enough and then the ancestor before them and then the ancestor before them which I have at least verified on certain family members of mine, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. hmm, maybe that's where it's coming from. Now, I don't want to dismiss that the my own personal experiences that I've had that might have led to me feeling that way as well. But what that does mean is that I am still carrying not only their emotional traumas, but I'm adding on top of it mine, thus making it grander. And so this isn't a way to dismiss responsibility because you still have responsibility to heal yourself and what you're carrying from past traumas or past generational traumas. Right. Right. And, and I, you know, so (laughs) I was like, okay, guys, why don't you guys tell me fantastic. We we've come to the realization (laughs) that I got to not only deal with my own shit, but I got to deal with everybody else's before me. Phenomenal, you know, great. Great. (laughs) And, and I was like, okay, so how do I, how do I solve this? Mm -hmm. How do I get through this? Can I heal it? 
And as soon as they're very present at the moment. So like, as soon as I heard or even asked the question, the response was already there. And the very first response I got was acknowledgement to acknowledge that those traumas existed in the first place. So it's like, okay, so I have some ancestors that went through some things. I know my family history, right? Not everyone is that lucky though, to know mm -hmm. their family history. So you would either A, have to do some research and look into that. But again, there's also those that out there that might not have the ability to do that. So what are you left with? Yeah. So what do you do if you're adopted? Right. I just heard sit within. <laughs> sit within. Oh man. And that's interesting because I'm constantly getting reminded to do my meditative practice. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. It just dawned on me because I have my own coach, right? Like we all need the help sometimes. And so I have my own coach and I remember her telling me just now, I just now remembered this, that I needed to start working on my ancestral or working with my ancestors more like in my meditative practice right. and, and with like the types of, um, what do you call that? That you do when like, you know, you're using your altar or like, you know, you give them suggestions or, or offerings or something like that. You give right? them gifts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like offerings. Yeah. Right. Um, so I, oh, I just remember that it's fascinating. Um, so, so first off, the first thing that I heard was acknowledging. So acknowledging that, you know, it exists in the first place or that it's present. Right. Um, and then I was like, okay, so what's next? What's after acknowledgement? You're going to be, I'm like, give me, <laughs> give me the steps. Come on. <laughs> Let's, them out. Let's, Let's have it. Let's <laughs> have it. You know? And the next thing I heard after hearing acknowledgement was give it back to me for just a second. finding ways to release by okay they're repeating sitting with it oh observing mm -hmm. and then learning how to observe it rather than going through the experience again right or like as you were in it right so a little bit more of like a detachment stance of looking from above yeah or from the outside in and still feeling compassion and yeah. empathy, but not attaching to the emotions felt during the trauma, not having to attach to it. That's a good mm -hmm. keyword. And they're also talking about, um, I don't know what that means. They're showing me like a swirl, like a, like a funnel. Like a, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you take a, like a ribbon on a stick and you twirl it a around. Whirlpool. It, yeah. Oh, don't get sucked in. <laughs> okay. Mm. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks guys. Imagery guys. Um, so I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> don't get sucked in. Swirlies. Don't get, <laughs> right. Don't sit too long within it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah. So because the whole point of this is to move through it. Right. Rather than get stuck in it again. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so you do that by becoming an observer. And this is something that you can practice, you know, even not dealing with ancestral traumas, um, observe, learning how to observe your own emotions and your thoughts and mm-hmm. things of that nature, you know, just kind of wave at it as it passes by, you know, and, uh, I, I try to teal, teal, teach and tell, uh, other people when they learn how to, uh, I mean, like I said, there's no specific way to meditate, but like one of the first things that I suggest learning how to do is becoming an observer of your thoughts and not taking an Mm -hmm. immediate action on the thoughts that you're having in that meditative state. Uh, Just being aware that the thought is there, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we talk about that a lot where we talk about awareness. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so, if you need assistance on meditating, we do talk about meditating, I think two episodes ago, just all yeah. the benefits of it. So don't forget to check that out. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> Link below. <laughs> um, thank you. I love our shameless plugs and in inappropriate moments. It's amazing. Um, or was it appropriate? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's that. Okay. So tell me what after becoming an observer how do we actually heal it can it be healed yes well that was blunt i just got a yes okay and (laughs) and how (laughs) right and be more specific (laughs) take time take small steps in your observation You can feel through it, let it out with a cry, with a laughter. I mean, if it's trauma, come on now. Laughter is key. Mm. It brings you to a higher vibrational state. It allows you to release the things that no longer serve you. Okay. I'm intrigued. I just thought of uh, if if this is an okay moment to add in a little story. Yeah, story time. Cool. Um, so I just thought of an experience that I had um, in my younger years growing up. My parents divorced, and I remember feeling very angry for many years. And I, once I started let go, letting go of that anger, I actually started feeling shame for holding on to that anger for almost a decade. Mm. And it was actually in my early twenties that I had these moments. They weren't, I wasn't consciously aware of what I was doing, but I was actually taking time to sit with the image of that younger me experiencing my parents separating my world falling apart them getting a divorce us having to move to a different school district and I just felt so much compassion and love for myself and it was like I I said it's okay that you felt angry and it is completely understandable why you were so hurt And it was in those times that I was actually able to let go, like truly let go of that anger and the shame that I felt from that. So it it wasn't that I was attaching myself back to that anger Mm -hmm. for the events, but rather seeing that child self of me going through that experience 
and providing validation and comfort and love and acceptance of myself that made me feel healed from doing that. And so in a similar way, being able to, you know, sit with events or traumas that we've heard from our lineage and even looking at our own traumas. They're expanding on that quite a bit at the moment. Mm. Um, because I was, I keep asking in my head, like, for those of us that like the tangibles, the physical mm-hmm. elements to do things and practice things with, right? Uh, what is it, modalities or mm-hmm. you know, whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, we've done another episode on that. We'll, we'll <laughs> link that below <laughs> if you want to reference more modalities that you can try to practice connecting with yourself and your guides. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Look at you for a roll today. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right, yeah. guys, come on, Mount Glass. What's so up? Here's what they gave me. Um, they said, if you have a, a picture of your ancestors, mm. uh, take a look at the picture and then close your eyes and then try to visualize that ancestor and then do what Carrie is suggesting. Give that ancestor love and compassion during the times that might have been a struggle for them during the times that might've been considered a trauma for them, let them know that they're okay. Let them know that that will carry on into their lineage and can be healed by you. Hmm. Oh, wow. I love that. That's pretty cool. Okay. So now they're asking something to do with all those old pictures. I know. Right. Finally, (laughs) you bring those out. Um, Okay. And so then now they're talking about if you don't have a photo, mm-hmm. then just imagine what your ancestors might've appeared like, just come up with anything. And then I just heard Brady. Oh, where have you been? Um, I just heard Brady and he said, don't worry. Everything that you imagine really is, oh. is what he just said. Um, that's cool. Thanks dude. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I got goosebumps right now. I love it. <laughs> Earned that. <laughs> uh, we had, uh, I had looked, we had looked up uh, and found some information on a suggestive practice for trying to heal ancestral trauma, right? To help uh, along with it. Yeah. To help along with it. Right. And one of those was indicating to, you know, if you're able to, to uh, draw out or create a family tree and if you have that information from your family or, you know, any ancestral information right next to each individual on that tree, uh, all the traumas that they might've experienced or that they did experience. Um, and that brings me back to what my guides were telling me by one of the first steps is acknowledging that it happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you have the opportunity to you know, have a conversation with a a loved one, you can give them space to talk about it too. And that allows them to start their healing process as well. I understand that's uncomfortable and not everybody may have access to other family members that could provide that information, but it does help to shine a light in dark spaces. Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. And I think that we can all 
benefit from no longer carrying the, I keep hearing energetic blockages, like no longer carrying the energetic blockages, the things that are not allowing the process of flow in its natural state, the things that assist our bodies. Oh, wow. I'm going to go down a ponder path here. Let's do it. You know, you and I have talked about this in the past, but never, never on this. And this is again, just things that we've pondered and (laughs) thought about. Um, We've talked about how, you know, fibroids in women, Mm. how common they are and how they're, they, the medical community suspects that it's a genetic predisposition, but you know, we've definitely thought about how it might also be possible that because women for generations have been oppressed Mm. that this and maybe other, uh, physical presentations of discomfort show up. Yeah. And, you know, this brings me to also fibromyalgia. There have been numerous studies that, you know, show a high frequency of, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Uh, sexual assault. mm. Uh, there's a high rate of, of that in a person's history yeah, and the development of fibromyalgia. And that's just interesting, you know, not saying they are connected a hundred percent. I'm just saying it's an interesting thing to think about. Yeah. Now for those of you that that might've triggered, right. Ooh, and I, yeah. yeah. I apologize. For no, 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 not warning. <laughs> But but I, I want to point out, A, I had very serious fibroids. They were mm-hmm. large. They actually randomly started going from like probably something that had been there for like 10 years to like metastasizing quite largely. Um, and that led to the discovery of the cancer, to the hysterectomy, mm-hmm. to all the things that we've talked about in previous episodes that I've gone through. So please know she's fully aware of that was by my side 100%. And so that is not something we take lightly. Now, mm-hmm. I also want to say that, like, I've been toggling back and forth with, you know, doctors telling me that, oh, well, you know, it's genetic, right? And yes, I'm aware that my mother experienced it herself. Um, I believe uh, my grandmother had it as well, right? Sorry, mom. And, you know, so I'm I'm aware that there are some links to my history now on the other side of it my conspiracies conspiracy theory side of it i also think that there's something seriously wrong with our food products and water and that Mm -hmm. there might be assisting with that and treatment of people in general right however what you just said Mm -hmm. rang true to me Mm -hmm. so you know and, and i'm always using my discernment when i get information but that actually resonated quite a bit um you know and I'm really open right now with my guides. So like, <laughs> and, and all I'm saying, is it possible? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. because there hasn't, to my knowledge, there has not been a genetic marker that's been found yeah. for those things. Interesting. Prove that it's passed on in genetics from my 
knowledge and maybe lack thereof. So, I mean, if you have other knowledge, I would love to hear it. Link it below. Seriously. Comment below. Let us know what you found out. Um, It was astounding when I was going through it myself, how many other people were going through it. Um, And I know that some of those that have reached out to me about that information had had their own experiences, right? That were quite traumatic prior to ever discovering that that was a situation with them. Same, same for me. Right. Um, and I remember going through when I first found out and I was like being prepared for surgery and things like that. I remember meeting with, uh, my coach and my coach connecting with my guides before I learned how to connect with them myself. Um, and that was shared that, you know, before she even knew what was going on with me, she shared with me, Hey, you might be experiencing something and it has a lot to do with releasing sexual abuse trauma, not just for anything that you've personally gone through, but those that came before you have gone through Mm -hmm. and that you're here to help heal that it stops with you. And that was powerful. And I I definitely want to say that if you are potentially having a physical expression of, you know, uh, generational traumas, doing the emotional healing work may not heal the physical aspect of it, but healing at the heart level, it frees us in a sense from this, this draw downward. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a powerful, you know, method as well, because there's always going to be the question mark of, can I heal my body with just my mind, right? Or do I need the assistance? We do not tell you one way or the other that is for you yeah. to discover. Absolutely. Please. <laughs> Please. That's for, yes, that is your truth to find out for your life. Right. For sure. Right. So, um, yeah, ancestral healing is very beneficial it does help you. We do carry it. We carry the traumas of those that came before us. And we do carry the memories of those that came before us. Um, and that can impact your current life. So acknowledge it, sit with it, observe it, give it love and see mm. what happens. I love that. Thank you so much, Shira. Thank you, Mount Glass. Listeners and viewers, thank you so much for being here with us today. We really appreciate you guys. And don't forget to love first. Love last. And love always. Bye, y'all. Bye. listener thank you so much for taking the time to be with us in this moment we hope you enjoyed today's episode and we look forward to our next connection don't forget to like subscribe and follow to stay notified of new content from love always self if you have any questions or topics you'd like for us to discuss please hit us up on any of our social media platforms linked in the show notes below i'm karista and i'm shira and until next time remember to love first love last and love always
Love Always Self podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. We do not make any warranties about the completeness, reliability, and accuracy of the information presented in this podcast. Any action you choose to take upon the information in this podcast is strictly done so at your own risk, and we will not be held liable for any losses and damages in connection with the use of our podcast. Any and all medical concerns should be addressed with a licensed healthcare provider, as well as any questions that may be derived from the information discussed in this podcast.